Hey, Soma Midtown, this is Brandon Shields. Today is Tuesday, May 26. Welcome to another episode of our podcast designed to help you practice the way of Jesus in a time of global pandemic. Today, I want to talk about an ancient prayer practice known as Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina literally means divine reading or spiritual reading. And it's a prayer practice that comes to us from ancient Judaism and was practiced in the early church. It was adopted and became more prominent in uh, the lives of the desert fathers and mothers, those who left society for periods of time, sometimes long periods of time, and would go out into the desert to experience and pursue renewal, kind of in the spirit of John the Baptist. Um, But these desert fathers and mothers incorporated this practice into their prayer lives. And then St. Benedict made Lectia Divina kind of uh, world-renowned and is a central tenet to Western monasticism in the uh, 6th century, 5th century. And uh, Lectia Divina, uh, I want to read a quote from a book that I've been reading by uh, a Christian psychologist named David Benner. Here's what he says about Lectia Divina. It says, it's more of an approach. It's not a procedure or a method. It's more of an approach and an expectation. It arises out of a desire not simply to hear the words of Scripture, but also encounter the Word, being Jesus, um, and His Spirit behind the words. In Lecto Divina, what we seek is not information or motivation, but communion and union. We seek nothing less than God. Lecto Divina treats Scriptures not as a text to be studied or as a set of truths to be grasped, but as the living Word, always active, always alive, always fresh, and always new. It is therefore not so much a way of reading as a way of listening. That is at the heart of what I want to talk about with Lecta Divina and actually lead us through an exercise in practicing listening prayer, right? Not coming to scripture just to mine for information, not just to study the Greek and the Hebrew um, or treat the Bible as just information to be consumed, but rather the living word of God as Hebrews chapter four says um, that God is speaking to us. We don't just speak to him. All prayer, as Eugene Peterson famously said, is, is answering prayer. And so we're answering God. We're listening for the voice of the Spirit to speak to us. And Lecto Divina is one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways we can posture ourselves in a position as a listener. Um, Lecto Divina classically involves four components or four movements. This was outlined by the 12th century Carthusian monk. Uh, I don't know how you say his word, Guijo or Guigo the second. And he identified these four movements of prayer. The first is lectio, which you could say is kind of prayer as attending. This is kind of the foundation for prayer. Um, it's attentive openness with a sense of expectancy. We listen and we wait for the small voice of God that speaks to us. The second movement is meditatio. And again, these are not linear. You can go back and forth. You can just take one of these. But the second movement is meditatio. Um, from which we get our word meditation. And this is prayer as pondering. This is where we chew on and we meditate on um, the the scriptures. And this moves us beneath kind of the senses and the intuition of Lectio um, into kind of the, the, the realm of the heart, right? And so this is uh, a cognitive and an effective uh, exercise, both head and heart. The next movement then is oratio, which is prayer as responding, uh, literally means speaking. And so uh, this is our responding to the stirring of the spirit. And this can take many forms. It could take just 
literally speaking to God. It could be lighting a candle. It could be going for a walk. It could be some act of obedience that the Spirit is impressing upon us. But the point is we don't just listen and hear and ponder. We actually respond. And then the last movement is contemplatio. Uh, contemplatio simply means uh, prayer as being where we rest in this truth and we we simply uh, sit with God in the stillness and we allow him to encourage us. So this, these are the basic movements uh, and people have built out all kinds of different approaches here to Lectio Divina, but this is the basics of it. It's something I've been practicing for the last couple of years has been really helpful in helping the scripture to come alive. Again, there's there's kind of two ways we want to approach scripture and kind of, if you look at the history of the church and how they approached prayer in scripture, there's the analytical side of engaging God where we want to analyze and make sense of and make sure that we're hearing <laughs> what the authors actually intended us to hear in scripture and prayer. Um, but then there's also the subjective side where we want to move beyond just analyzing to allowing the text to analyze us, allowing the spirit to speak to us. And this is that more subjective application of uh, scripture to our lives where we hear the voice of God and we begin to respond and organize our daily life around that word. And so I want to take a passage that I was meditating on doing this with this morning, Psalm 68, my daily Psalm. And I want to just lead us through um, a Lecta Divina exercise. And so if you want to just uh, kind of right where you're at, just get still, get into a place where you can settle down, sit down, or be be still. I want you to put your feet on the ground and just take some deep breaths. Breathe in and breathe out and kind of center yourself on the presence of God by the by his spirit. Be reminded that God is with you, that he's beside you, that he's in you, and that he desires to speak to you, to commune with you. He wants you to participate in this relational context of uh, faith. And so let's take a moment just to quiet ourselves. And I want to read over you just a, pa- a part of Psalm 68, verses 34 and 35 that jumped out to me. And I want to lead you through this Lecto Divina method. Here's what the psalmist says. Ascribe power to God, whose majesty is over Israel and whose power is in the skies. Awesome is God from his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. I want you to stop and just reflect, listen for the general sense of what's being communicated. Open your heart and your mind to God. Pay attention to any images that might form within you as you hear those words, power and majesty and awesome and strength. Any memories, any bodily sensations, any experiences that might just start floating to the surface of your consciousness as you hear those words, both positive or negative, right? Gifts or limitations, wounds or um, amazing times in your life. Just take a moment to be silent and chew on those words. Let me read them over you again, and this time... I want you to listen and ponder. Ponder what you're hearing in your head and your heart. What thoughts arise, what feelings begin to stir in your soul, in your heart as you hear these words. Ponder, reflect on, allow them to to come through you and literally feel them in your soul. Ascribe power to God, whose majesty is over Israel and whose power is in the skies. Awesome is God from his sanctuary. 
the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. Now I want you to, this time, think about your response to these words. Or if you're listening to this, maybe you take a couple times and listen through this um, on your way to work or on a walk or in the quiet of your basement or in a closet somewhere if you're hiding from your kids. Uh, Listen to this a third time. And this time I want you to respond to what's touched your mind and what's touched your heart. Um, And again, this could be a verbal response. It could be an embodied response of some sort. Lift up your palms and surrender. It could be a shout, a song. Uh, Maybe you write out a poem in response to this. But I just want you to consider what is your response to these words and begin to formulate those in your mind and heart. Ascribe power to God whose majesty is over Israel whose power is in the skies. Awesome is God from his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. What is your response to those declarations, to those realities? Now, in this last reading, I want you to take some time and just be still in the presence of God. I want you to imagine God with you, God in you, God for you. Imagine yourself sitting next to God over a cup of coffee, sitting next to God in your living room, sitting in God's lap as your father who delights in you, the spirit who cries out from the depths of your soul, Abba, Father. And I want you to rest in these truths, rest in God, the God who speaks to you, your father, who is powerful. Allow God to heal you, allow God to comfort you, allow God to encourage you, allow God to rebuke you, to challenge you, whatever needs to happen in this moment. I just want you to rest in the goodness of your father who says these words over you. Ascribe power to God, whose majesty is over Israel, whose power is is in the skies. Awesome is God from his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. I pray that these words would encourage you that this reality would be your reality, that you would live in the fullness of all the Father has promised to do and empowering you and strengthening you today to face whatever anxieties, whatever fears, whatever worries, whatever anxiousness, angst that you're carrying, whatever disappointments or hurts are coming to the surface today. I pray that in contemplating and meditating and responding and pondering on these words that you might be encouraged to live in the power of the spirit, eager for the spirit of God, God's empowering presence to fill you as you go throughout this day. Grace and peace to you.